Welcome everybody to the Living in Truth podcast with Panoplia, episode something. We got off on our episodes. Yeah, we were doing them a lot more regularly before, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, but even before we just get we put one at the wrong number, so. Eh, that's okay. This is episode whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll look at what number we're on on Spotify and just add one to it later when I upload this one. Yeah. So we're glad you're listening here. Uh, today we're gonna get pretty pretty personal. Uh, we've been wanting to talk about this for a very very long time, but we wanted to sort of wait as long as physically possible to do it um, because we're talking about why we left the Vineyard Church today. Um, we wanted to wait just so if there were any residual feelings left over, those could subside, which we think they had, but we felt like we needed to jump on this now because some pretty nasty rumors have been going around about why we left, and we just wanted to sort of come on and correct the record or at least present the other side of the story. Uh, because those rumors, unfortunately, seem to be coming from the top down, and that's just sad, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, we wanted to let everybody know that we are not horrible, evil people. We are okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went to the vineyard in February of... 18. 18? Yeah, we had just gotten out of another church plant um, that didn't take... And we really, we wanted to, we'd been looking at it for a long time. It was right next to our house, basically, and we've mm-hmm. been driving by. And I think our, our our logic was there are always cars in the parking lot. There's always seems to be something going on there. We should check it out. Yeah. So we went, and we liked it for a while, and then we didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's it in a nutshell. And I feel like that just kind of, well, but it was just like this constant curve, I feel like, the whole time we were there. Like, we go, we went through phases where we w- really liked it, and then we're like, okay, I'm done with this. And then something would happen, and it would pop back up, and it's like, okay, we're liking this again, and then it would come back down, and we weren't liking it again. Right. That, that's basically the whole thing. Um, so, like, for instance, our, our first Sunday there, we were really into it, like, you know, we went there. The worship was unterrible, which was more than we'd gotten from a lot of churches we'd been trying. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the pastor's sermons were fairly good at that time. Um, and so we thought, hey, we'll jump in. And we'd never actually even heard of the larger vineyard, vineyard movement. Yeah, we yeah. thought it was just like a non-denominational church that was sitting on this street corner. Yeah, so they gave us some information about the full vineyard and... We decided pretty early on, I think, that, you know, we weren't super on board with the mo- where the movement as a whole was at that time, but mm-hmm. we liked the individual church and what they were doing. Yeah, like the Vineyard Church we were at, I cannot speak enough about how wonderful the people there are. Yes. Like, they just welcomed us with open arms, they integrated us into their community very easily, and they're all just very kind and welcoming Um, And anybody who has gone from church to church knows how difficult it is to find churches where the people are willing to integrate you into their groups. That's very, very true. Um, So we stuck it out for a bit. I jumped right on the sound team because I noticed they need some help and started helping with that. And very, or I think like a week in to when we were going, they had a worship conference that they hosted there. They would do this couple of times a year Mm -hmm. um they had this consultant guy that you'll hear plenty about i'm sure come in and 
run these worship conferences there. And that's sort of where my first big issues with the church happened were like right there. But it was also one of those cases of, well, this is a vineyard whole thing, not a just our church thing. Yeah. So we were okay with it. Um, but that that's sort of where we learned the current vineyard philosophy of worship. See, at the beginning of the vineyard movement, they moved towards, you know, simple songs that you could just play on an acoustic guitar in a room because folks were sort of craving that. At that time, we were mostly in traditional churches with complicated old English lyrics that, you know, you had to really think about to understand. And this was just, you know, something simple that we could just, you know, lift up to God and know exactly what we're saying every single time. And so I understand the place for that, but it had sort of morphed into, by that point, um, either simple songs are the only thing that glorifies God, or... Our congregation isn't smart enough to understand complex music and complex lyrics. Right, and based on the way they were talking, that seemed to be the actual motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh which is insulting to the intelligence of the congregation, in my opinion. But that was my first big issue with them, because even even if that were true, let's assume it were, which it's totally not, even if it were, I I have never believed and still don't believe that the purpose of musical worship is so the congregation can sing along. I don't think that's ever been what music has been supposed to be for in the church the purpose of any skill or talent that god gives us is to honor him Mm -hmm. period and so while there's a place for that simplicity if the first and foremost goal isn't to use the talents god has given you to honor him then you're doing it completely wrong right and so like I'll just say this about that conference. There is a fine line between telling your guitarists to not be distracting when they play and telling your guitarist to, you know, not play to their best when they play. Right. Um, but then the real issue started at shortly after the conference. Um, I was writing my blog really, really regularly at that time. I don't really do it so much now, mainly because we have this podcast and our music and stuff that we're working on. I don't feel like I need it a whole lot. But... I was writing a lot about worship. As a lot of you know, if you listen to this podcast, like God has given me a very specific calling and passion to worship. And so that's mainly what I wrote about. And I spent a lot of time writing about how the purpose of worship is to honor God and not to have the congregation sing along. And I wrote a lot about modern worship music failing to meet that standard. And the guy who was running the conference invited us out for coffee under the pretense of wanting to get to know us and then just spent a bunch of time talking about my blog and how we have a bunch of church hurt that we need to deal with yeah that wasn't resolved that was, <laughs> and that's the only reason i could think that his philosophy of music was terrible was because something's wrong with me and, you know, I, I take that stuff seriously anytime someone brings something like that to the table. So I, I considered it and, and dove down into it. And, like, legitimately I couldn't find where that was true in our lives, you know. We, We're not going to lie and say we've never experienced church hurt. Right, but God has carried us through that and helped us with right. that. And at, and at that particular time, especially since the last church that we had left, we weren't on bad terms with them. It just kind of dissolved. You know, we felt like we had moved on from that and God mm-hmm. had brought us into something new. And so... Yeah, and just just a subtweet thing here. 
Um, we, we love to use the term church hurt in church, um, but I honestly think it's a very inaccurate term to use because right. when we refer to the church, we're talking about God's church and God doesn't hurt us. You know, when we use the term church hurt, it's not really a proper term because what happens is people hurt. Yes. You know, it's not the actual church of God that hurts us. It's mm-hmm. the people in that church that hurt us. Right. And that's true. And that, that's, that's a very important thing. And I feel like a lot of folks, the reason they get hung up on their quote unquote church hurt is because they're too focused on trying to forgive the church rather than forgive the specific people that hurt them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So fast forward a little bit. We got pretty heavily involved there. That was sort of our one hang up in the beginning. Yeah. When um, we were on the worship team, I was doing kids church. We were helping out with the youth group. We decided to join the youth group and just found like so much fulfillment in the youth oh, yeah. group there. The kids were great. Yeah. I can't speak enough about how awesome those kids were. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they for the, for a long time were the reason we stuck around. Yeah. Um, we ended up being asked to take on, jump on staff as the high school coordinators of the youth group. Yeah. And we were, we took a, cause we, they asked us to do this in January, February, somewhere around that time frame of 2019. Yeah. So we'd been there for about a year. Yeah. And so we decided for the rest of that semester, we would just kind of continue with the curriculum they had already planned out. We wouldn't make any major changes. We would just kind of observe and get sort of a read from the kids on what they wanted to see mm-hmm. in the youth group, the kind of topics they'd want to discuss and all of that. So everything was going pretty well at this time. Um, and Again, unless some other bigger vineyard group came in and started talking. And, you know, we disagreed with about half of that. But even mm-hmm. then there were some folks who were really solid, like I can't remember their names from, what was it, Nashville Vineyard? Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty solid. Um, but <clears throat> shout out to them and shout out to the Raleigh Vineyard, by the way. Those yeah. guys are incredible. Um, but we noticed a pretty pretty easily sensible switch yeah, take place probably. like April or May. Or even March. Maybe over the summer. Yeah, some some sometime in there. Sometime between when we started collecting name ideas and when we went to Camp Vineyard. It was mm-hmm. about when this switch happened. Um, the messages started to be, you know, it, the pastor there was kind of crafting his own messages and making his own points. And then it's almost like he himself was subject to a curriculum put out by the higher yeah. we can't church. we can't 100 percent say that's what happened but that's right. what we felt like would happen yeah um, it was um just very i don't want to say it felt scripted but it did mm-hmm. like it and the points were very much there there was less scripture and more wimber i'll put it that way it yeah was, john wimber is the founder of the vineyard movement by the way yeah and so it was a lot of vineyard philosophy over christian theology which is which is i mean not fine but i mean if you're into that it's fine i guess but like we've told y'all caleb and i were totally not right vineyard people at this point yeah and so we noticed that and then part of that switch too they asked us to fill out reports every sunday after the services just to talk about things that we noticed things that we were okay Mm -hmm. with things that we weren't really okay with 
Yeah, it was it was a grading sheet. We were to grade yeah. like the service and everything. Yeah, and I took that as you know, be completely honest mm-hmm. about it. Um, and at first, that was that that totally flew. But also at first, there wasn't really a whole lot that I found that was off. Mm-hmm. And so, I would try to throw in little compliment sandwiches. But I would say, hey, you know, you you said you said this at this point, and I you know don't know if you factored in this scripture that sort of changes the idea of that. But it was stuff like that. Sometimes I probably didn't word them as kindly as I could have, because that's just not my specialty. <laughs> um, but around that same time, I started to get angrier responses to those. Yeah, just like, and, and which is fine if you, I mean, you shouldn't be offended when someone, when a brother or sister in Christ corrects you. Right. Um, but it, it just, it, the responses were so fast that you know that they didn't even consider what was said. Right. And it, it would have been one thing if it was, well, you know, scripture says this, and I think that's where this was supposed to be going. Um, or, you know, like, you know, you've put out this point, but, you know, so, something to substantiate why, you know, what I was saying was, I don't want to say wrong, but like, you know, there's more to flesh out there. And this is, you know why that was there and why that was biblical instead it was just uh you're wrong yeah pretty much <laughs> essentially they put they, there was more to it than that but caleb would go back and forth sometimes and it was just never received well so that was one flag on top of that on our staff reports we were supposed to put um what we were reading at the time mm-hmm. and Caleb and I don't really read. I mean, we we love reading, but it's very difficult for us to find like readings that we click with. Right. Um, and around this time, we found John MacArthur from Grace yeah. Church in California. Yeah. Um, and we love him. Like he's the he is the bomb. He he's a little too reformed sometimes for our taste, but Caleb's taste. Yeah, my yeah. That's true. <laughs> <coughs> I was Catholic. Uh, he's, yeah. He's kind of on my page. <laughs> but it's... Uh, Even though he doesn't like the Catholic Church yeah. much. <laughs> you, you'll be hard for us to find things that he says that aren't completely based in Scripture. Well, he... Yeah. When he said something, he's like, here's all the Scripture to support this. Right. And I also like that he comes out against a lot of the Christian culture now, which has become yeah. very unbiblical. But we were just reading the books, um, The Gospel According to Jesus and The Gospel According to Job. God. And, to God. <laughs> in which John MacArthur takes um, a specific passage of scripture and just spends the whole book tearing it apart um, and talking about how it points to Jesus. Yeah. Um, or how it explains God. Yeah, so not even his more, I guess I'll say, controversial theological statements. They were just breakdowns of scripture. Scripture, and we were we got when we put those on our staff report, we got an email back saying that we should not be reading anything by John MacArthur, and that we will be getting a list of readings that the Vineyard supports. Yeah, and the only reason they could give me was that he has been critical of the Vineyard. Yeah, they said he's been critical of the Vineyard and that he's a Satanist. Yeah, cessationist. Which it, it, it's funny to me because I actually haven't found a whole lot that he said about the vineyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple little quotes here and there, and it's really not even really about them. It's just about you know that style of the charismatic style. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was weird. And at the same time, the pastor the pastor was a former worship leader, and he was really starting. He was micromanaging a little bit of the worship before. 
Yeah. But he was really jumping on it at this point, like assigning, you know, a very, very specific repertoire. And he would let the different worship leaders introduce songs, quote unquote. But if it wasn't a song that he himself would do, he would tear it down from the list. There's a song that we love that we lead everywhere we go. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It's called Jesus. It's by the band Citizens. Yeah, if you if you haven't heard it, you should look it up. Um, and we got approval. This is another thing that's going to come up again. We were they told us yes, you can do that song. We got approved. We did it twice, and after only doing it twice, the pastor said that's too hard to sing. We need to stop doing it. Again, going back to that concept of a the purpose of worship is for the congregation to be sing along, and b the congregation isn't smart enough yeah. to sing along to a song like this. Um. And it's, Jesus is a very scripture-based song, so there's not really anything you can say about it as, for it not being a biblical song. Um, and so that kind of didn't sit well with us because we're like, this is a great song. I mean, we've done it at churches, we've done it at small groups, we've done it at retreats, and everyone loves it. We had just done it at Camp Vineyard, and our kids loved it. Yeah. Well, this was before we did it at Camp Vineyard. No, it wasn't. It uh, was after. Oh, uh, was it after? That was, this was like it towards the end. Oh, gotcha. That's right, it was. Um, okay, I got my timeline mixed up. I apologize. And, uh, but, you know, <laughs> so we basically told we can't do it anymore. And we constantly had people on the worship team saying, why aren't, why aren't we doing this song anymore? Let's do this one. And we were like, we're not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah. And, and that didn't sit well with a lot of people. We even had congregants why. like, you know, where's, where's that song? You know, we were just learning it. And sorry, it's gone. He said, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, um, and so around that, you know, beginning of the summer, we, we had set the goal over the summer. We had talked to the kids. We had gotten their input from the youth stuff. What do you want to hear about? What do you not know about enough? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like isn't talked about enough? And we were designing a curriculum based on that. We had, like, our basic outline ready to go, including one week on mental health two weeks well here's the thing remember we we sent that in and the pastor's wife who was over the ministry said that mental health topic is really important maybe we should stretch that to two weeks mm-hmm. but everything you know it got approved signed sealed delivered whatever like this is what you guys are allowed to do that's totally fine there were a couple of areas where you're like just be careful with this i might want to see a little more of it but other than that you're good to go mm-hmm. so we're thinking okay sweet we're going to be able to you know actually give these kids what they yeah. want and this was like halfway through the summer yeah so we still had over a month before yeah and then about a week before we were supposed to do our first youth service she said actually we need to find like a curriculum to buy online and use that after she'd already approved it and we'd been writing out the specifics yeah. for a month and a half right so something that caleb and i are very passionate about is being obedient to god Mm -hmm. um and so we felt god pressing on our spirits that this was the curriculum he wanted the kids to go over um so we weren't comfortable buying a curriculum um because everything if you look at youth curriculums everything's just very watered down (laughs) for kids kids are so 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 much smarter than we give them credit for Mm mm-hmm and everything's just watered down. A lot of times when you're doing a curriculum, it's over. It's like four weeks on this one topic, and it basically just reiterates the same thing week after week. That and was that, our experience with the previous curriculum. Right, and so that was why we opted to do our own, but we appeased and we picked one um, and just used those topics to... We found as many as we could to line up with our topics and just kind of 
went with that. Went with that. Yeah, but, and so, again, that theme of something being approved and then taken away. Um, we did Camp Vineyard that summer, which, other than very particular experiences, was great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we definitely see why the kids absolutely adore Camp Vineyard. Yeah, that was that was that was a blast for us too. Um, the atmosphere was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started the year. Yeah, and stuff was going pretty well, but at at this point, we had grown so unsatisfied with everything that was going on on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Because the music had just gotten so, so watered down. Yeah, and at this point, I, I want to draw attention to something because I think in our leaving, people are like, how dare someone leave the vineyard? Well, in the time we'd been there, there were four worship leaders on the team. At this point, two, yeah, we two were... of the four worship leaders had taken not off. only yeah. stepped down from the worship team but left this specific vineyard church as a whole yeah and there were qu- quite a handful of congregants that had done the same thing right this yeah there was already a sort of exodus starting from this church yeah and so yeah and so we had grown dissatisfied with the music because it had gotten so watered down we'd grown very dissatisfied with the messages because we felt like the bible wasn't a priority mm-hmm. um but we were sticking around for the kids. Yeah, and we just we finally hit a day one day where God was like, "You're not here for the kids. You're here for me. And right. this is not glorifying me. This is not filling you up. Um, so you need to leave." Yeah, this was around the same time. Um, I was having issues with the worship team. We did a schedule three months in advance, and um, I'd be scheduled for one instrument in a specific day. Um, and so like we, I had an instance where one of the other worship leaders wanted our day. So they took our day and then placed Caleb and I on a different day, but I was already scheduled for kids ministry on that day. Mm -hmm. Um, we had another day where you were supposed to be leading a couple of songs with me and the pastor decided his daughter should jump in instead. mm -hmm. Um, there was a time that I was scheduled on an instrument and got, my instrument the pastor took my instrument mm-hmm. um and was like well she can play piano or something yeah i mean she can play violin or something yeah which is fine with me but like i do a lot of exercises and stuff during the week in preparation for worship and this was like the night before yeah <laughs> and i didn't literally... like i was like i'm not mentally prepared to play violin it takes a completely different mindset to play violin versus playing piano right um so i just told them i was done <clears throat> yeah and this was uh one of yeah the that was one of the sort of last straws again we were sticking around for the kids trying to find a good way then they told us in january they were doing this mandatory program this mandatory alpha program and so your youth group was basically canceled Mm -hmm. and we're going to do alpha and that that was enough for us to say like okay they're not depending on us right now this would be a good time for us to tell them we're going yeah well we didn't we and we we you know we didn't we had plans for the youth group we wanted yep. to finish our curriculum um because we didn't get to finish the last month of our curriculum 
in right. December because they just had other stuff they wanted to do and kept sending people over to talk to our yeah. youth group instead of letting us finish. And that was during this mental health series that she had said was so important we need right. two weeks. She then backtracked and said, actually, we're sending these folks over to do something yeah. else. Yeah, and then they would come over and didn't understand that they were supposed to actually preach a message, so they only came and talked for like 10 or 15 minutes, and we had to scramble at the last minute to find something to fill the time. Right. And so... Um, Shortly after the Alpha program started, uh, again, we were still just super unsatisfied at this point. It was hard not to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a sermon preached about why do we worship God, basically. Mm-hmm. And all he talked about was all of the good stuff God does for us, as if our worship is only in response to the things that God does for us. And over the last couple of years or so, that's been my biggest point of like, you've got to stand against that. Yeah. Because God's worthy of our worship because he is God. I've said it on this podcast before. Mm-hmm. If God had, you know, decided to create us and then never do anything with us again, he would still be a God worthy of yeah. our worship. And so that really got to me. And so I, I just put in my staff report, I was like, I haven't seen a whole lot of the vineyard as a whole views on this. So I just want to be very clear so I know the views of this church as God worthy of our worship because of who he is or because of the good things that he's done for us. And the response that I got was, that makes it sound like you're not part of the vineyard. And so we sat there and we're like, well, we're not we're part not. of the vineyard. So that was kind of our last you know, our straw, we sat down, um, had a meeting under the guise that it was a worship meeting. They wanted to apologize for, um, which was fine that like I had been, you know, cast aside on worship a little bit. But when Caleb tried to address it, rather than actually taking it and talking about it, they decided to criticize me. Yeah. And not Um, even to her, just to me. To Caleb, yeah. Which, you know, and I don't mean this to be prideful, but, like, I've been doing music since I was in fourth grade. And I went to college and got a music degree. Um, And so it's just very hard when when I've been equipped with the oral skills classes and the theory classes and the training needed for someone that doesn't have that training to sit and criticize me. Yeah. Um, And I don't mean that in a prideful way. But, um, you know, they criticized me on a point that, like, I've had points docked off my whole time in college that I've spent all my time working on this one point that they were criticizing. Um, And it bothered me because the whole time we'd been on the worship team, it was about, well, we need to validate people, we need to build people up. But for some reason, when it came to Tabitha... We just tear Tabitha down. We don't right. need to build Tabitha up. Even that guy who was giving those conferences always told people, don't give any negative feedback, just give positive. Mm-hmm. And yet, if it came to the songs I wanted or the way Tabitha sang, it was all negative feedback. Mm-hmm. And so we told them when when they sat down in that meeting to apologize, we were just like, well, we we're accept done. your apology, but we're leaving. And so we talk to the pastor's wife after that because the pastor asked us to do that and we understood um we came up with the game plan we were going to stick around until the end of that alpha program even though we strongly felt that god didn't want us there during the alpha yeah we and we wanted to leave because we felt like staying for alpha was us walking in disobedience yeah but you know we 
we did it just to be nice to them and for the kids and we were told that we'd stay through to the end and the last two weeks we'd get time to sit there and tell the kids what's going on um, and they would get the opportunity to ask us any questions about why we were leaving and it was going to be on good terms which thinking about this and how Caleb and I went about this like Caleb's past jobs that he's worked for at church have literally ended with Caleb dropping a note off on the desk with a key and, and, and never stepping foot back into the church. And those and, folks were still understanding and still talked to me. Yeah. Um, um, and so one night we were helping out with the Alpha. And one of our kids came in and was like, they just kicked me out of the church. Yeah. And we were like, wait, what? And we talked to them about this and yeah. that you don't kick kids out of churches. This is how you get so many people who were in church and no longer believe in God. Right. So I was furious. <laughs> yeah, so we left that night and we were very upset. There was obviously stuff that like built up to this, but the whole like there's no justifiable reason to kick someone out of the church because it's not your church to kick someone out of. It's God's church. Right. And so and even if you say, well, biblically speaking, there's this none of that criteria was met. Right. So we... I mean, it, it's a middle schooler. <laughs> right. And so we, we, we were totally prepared to say something about it. Then following the next week. week, but the night before we were supposed to go back for Alpha, we got a call from the leadership of the church um, telling us that the church board met and that they decided that it's best for us not to come back, that they really appreciate what we've done to be flexible and help them out during this time, but it's not necessary for us to show up the next day. Yeah, just like that. And so um, that, was, that was just kind of how it ended. And at first I was really, we were really sad because we're like, well, dang, we don't get to say bye to those kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that was what was most upsetting to us was that we, and if you're one of our youth kids listening to this, we really, truly love y'all. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to say goodbye and we wanted to explain everything to y'all. Um, but we were going to leave a lot of this out. And our whole intention in talking about this was to leave a lot of the pieces out of it but since we've left we have you know we were asked not to come back and we didn't get like the closure that we were told we were gonna get and the leadership has reached out to me like right when COVID hit they reached out asking how we we were doing and it's like I have my own business that just lost I lost all of my work how do you think we're doing but I'm like you don't have the justification like you're not justified in asking me how I'm doing Right. Because you made the decision. That you didn't want us to be a part of this anymore. Yeah, yeah. you know, like you, you, the last thing you said to me was like, we just think it's best for you not to come back. Right. Was the last thing you said to me. And when you end something that way, you don't, you don't have the right to know how we're doing right now. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Um, and so we've heard that, you know, people have said that we were kicked out. We, we weren't kicked out. We made the decision to leave in April. Yep. And we were planning on staying till the end of March, and it just. And then ha- we made the decision in January. Yeah. Yeah, like we told them in January that we were done, and we w- we could have easily left in January and have been done with it. Yeah. So we, ma- we stopped going on Sundays. We were going to other churches yeah. on Sundays. Um, we were literally just going to finish out the Alpha and get to say goodbye to the kids. Yeah. Um, and I mean, maybe you can look at it as they kicked us out, but we had already made, you can't kick someone out. That's like saying, well, you were fired. And it's like, well, I quit before you fired me. Right, yeah. You know, it was basically one of those situations. So maybe you look at it as we were kicked out, but we had made the decision to leave long before 
they told us not to come back. Right. And I, I'm going to be honest, I've got no regrets about leaving. Like, mm-hmm. we felt so much freedom and fulfillment in other areas yeah. that, you know, it was it was definitely something that was necessary and something that was beneficial for us. My only regret is that they're now controlling the narrative of why we left. And mm-hmm. it seems like they're telling lies. And that's a problem. Yeah. Um, so. So we were, so some of the stuff we've heard is that we were kicked out. We were not kicked out. We decided to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that we showed favoritism to quote the weird kids. We loved all of the kids. Um, you know, kids with different family backgrounds and more issues than others obviously need a little more attention than other kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that was it. Um, we were in high school. You know, some high school kids are just like, don't talk to me. Right. You know, and that's just how, that's just how it that's is how sometimes. That's how they are, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but also I think it's very distasteful for a church to identify some of their kids as the quote-unquote weird kids. Right. Um, and so this is coming from like a concerned youth too. It's not like we just heard that out in the grapevine. Yeah. Um, um, and so... Yeah, there's all kinds of like nasty. Don't don't believe everything you hear. I yeah, guess I mean, if, if you have any questions, like specific questions about anything you've heard, come ask us. Like, we we love y'all. We're more than happy right. to speak with you on these topics. Yeah, and if you're if you're having trouble finding us on social media, panoplyaworship at gmail dot com is always a place that you can reach out to us and ask us any questions yeah. you have. Um. So you know, after this most recent he- rumor I heard, I did decide to go ahead and un and wipe my social media clean of mm-hmm. people from this church. Um, Other not, than a few who have stayed in contact. Yeah, right. and not not for any animosity, an, but we've gotten a lot of people in the past month or two asking us where we're going to church, um, and we just firmly believe that the leadership is for some reason trying to figure out why, where we're going to church. Yeah, because they'll, they'll ask and we'll give an answer and there's no response, which is really sketchy. Yeah. Um, so it's nobody's business where we're going to church, you know, for all you know, we're not going to church right now and we're completely justified in not going to church right now. If that's what we're doing. We are, but we're not yeah. going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that. we are going to church right now. <laughs> but, um, but you know, like this experience, this is why, like the most important aspect of this is this is why people leave the church. Yeah. Because when you are a follower of God, you should, you should not have any disdain or hatred towards someone because they left your church, you know? And I'm a firm believer, if you're someone who has stayed in your church their whole life, well, good for you. But I firmly believe that unless your church is constantly changing, your church cannot sustain you your whole walk. We as believers are constantly changing in our needs and our wants and in our depth of knowledge. And if our church isn't expanding to meet those needs, then you are justified to leave your church. Yeah, and and let me be clear, it's not necessarily a bad church if it's not fulfilling you in those ways. It's just not a church for you. Some churches are bad churches and you know preaching lies, and that's a problem, and that's mm-hmm. an issue, and you should definitely leave a church that's doing that. Um, that there's no such thing as a perfect church excuse does not apply to direct lies and if issues are pointed out that are clearly unbiblical and someone responds to you with, well, there's no such thing as a perfect church, then get out because every church should be trying to improve and move right. more and more towards the image that God has set for it. Right. Um, but just because someone isn't fulfilling your spiritual needs, that doesn't make it a bad church. It just means it's fulfilling right. someone else's spiritual um, needs. Yeah. And, you know, a healthy church meets 
you know, if, if you really want to assess if your church is healthy, if you have anything that you'd like to see change, take it to the leadership and see how they respond to it. Because if they respond negatively and they're not even willing to consider the issue, go ahead and leave that church. Yep. Now, I know that doesn't mean like if they think about it and put in the time, they're like, well, I just don't know if we have the resources or, you know, if they have like a genuine response that's mm-hmm. no, that doesn't mean it's <laughs> bad. You know, you, sometimes we have to accept that. But if again they won't even hardly look at it or they the response is just an immediate well that's we've never done that before right that's a problem uh that's that's called complacency yeah so to end this i guess um you know is vineyard a bad place um not necessarily we think it could become that though if some of the issues that they're facing aren't addressed particularly in the way that they view worship and the word yeah um you know, it's it's obviously not a church for us, and we'll probably never step foot in another vineyard church. Right. Um, not just because of what happened with our specific church, but just digging more into their values and um, viewpoints. You know, we just don't align with the vineyard methodology and right. thought processes. We're not going to go as far as to say they're a cult or say that they're awful or anything yeah. like that. They're not. They're fine, but... It's definitely not something for us, and there are definitely some key theological issues where we don't line up. Mm-hmm. And so that's our fullest explanation that we can give. So yeah. I, I hope this has been informative for some of you, and I'd like to ask if you hear anyone at the vineyard saying anything untrue about why we left or a name comes up in that way, you know, please direct them here. Yeah. You know, feel free to defend us yourself, I guess, but like really direct them here so that they can get the true story from us before they can make an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, and we're not mad. No. We're not, we're not, it makes us more sad to hear that people are saying untruths about us, but right. on the bright side, luckily the, you know, we're not trying to appease man. Right. <laughs> you know, we're trying to appease God and God's opinion of us is the only one that matters. Um, And so on that note, like when people say stuff about you or if you're struggling through your day, remember it's got only God that matters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. It's a good way to end it. We've got to get going, but uh, be on the lookout. We have some new music coming out pretty soon. Well, trying to have a single out by the end of August. Yep. So stay tuned for that. And until then, God bless you guys. Yep. Bye. Bye.